Make the choice to begin anywhere in your life, and the journey has started. We exist more than just to educate. We exist to also revitalize. And along the way, you can inspire others and be inspired. But now there's a new generation of scholars, and I am among them. If you really want to know who you are and what you are capable of, Howard is the choice for you. Take a moment. Listen to the stories by joining the president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick, and his guest on The Journey. In 2020, the battle against the coronavirus pandemic coincided with a reckoning of systemic racism in our country. The cries of racial injustice took hold of our society in part because there was data to validate them. The fight against systemic racism leans on research to identify the problems and propose forward-thinking solutions, just as our efforts to end the pandemic depended on the medical research establishment and the individual researchers. As we work to connect healthcare disparities, economic inequality, and more, research is an essential tool that we must continue to leverage and sharpen. Howard University students, alumni, and all play an important role in bettering our society by conducting research required to diagnose problems and prescribe much needed remedies. Hello, my name is Dr. Wayne Frederick, and my guests today on the journey are Lauren Butch, Editor-in-Chief of the Howard University Undergraduate Research Journal, and Trisha Lau, co-founder of Howard University College of Medicine Research Digest. Welcome to both of you. So Lauren, you're joining us uh, by Skype, so I'm going to start with you first. Um, tell us about the name of the research journal and how you guys came up uh, with that particular name. Of course. So we wanted the name of the journal to be related to searching for truth and related to Howard University, since it is Howard University's first undergraduate research journal. And since it has the interdisciplinary mission, and of course we are um, really trying to uplift the research that students are doing, we really wanted all of the research to be done with truth in mind. And so that comes from part of Howard's motto, which we know is in truth and service. And so we took that root word and then from Swahili, we went to Swahili to go to African origins and we came up with the word ukwele, which means in truth. And so that really we think represents the moment at Howard University and how we hope that research is conducted by students at Howard. So let's talk about your journey to Howard uh, a little bit. Tell our audience where you're from originally. Of course. So I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. And I mean, I've always known about Howard. My parents um, are both from DC. My mother is an alumni. My grandmother is an alumni, aunt, et cetera. So it's really been a family thing um, in our history. And I think that that was one of the reasons I was so interested in attending is to continue that legacy and also to um, really go to the preeminent HBCU. And so that's why I'm so excited that I've been at Howard for these years, and I'm excited now um, that my sister is actually considering going to Howard in the fall. So what, tell us what, what your current major is, and what are you thinking your long-term plans are going to be after you finish with your undergrad work? I'm a chemistry and political science double major, mathematics minor, which I know is a lot. That's always the first reaction <laughs> that I get from people. Uh, I'm seemingly diverging uh, roots. However, I think that I can really combine them. It all started with a love of basic science. I really think science is interesting. It's how we solve problems. It's how we move forward and create innovation. And then also, how does the policy reflect that? In order to have and ensure that innovation comes to the forefront, you need some sort of policy to back that up and to allow scientists to do their work and also spread that. And so for my long-term goals, I'm currently interested in doing a JD PhD, 
because uh, I really think that that'll continue what I'm doing at Howard and complement my um, academic background. I'll learn about the legal processes, which I think is very necessary in this day and age, I'll say. And then for the PhD component, I'm interested in pharmacology um, and health diplomacy. So how can uh, drugs be disseminated? Is there equity? How are they reacting within the body? Just anything in that nature. And so that's really the route that I've been taking. Um, and we'll just see what it goes from there, <laughs> what, what continues to happen. So Trisha, um, you know, obviously as a graduate of the medical school here, I, I participated in research. And so I think it's an important component of what you can get exposed to. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about what was the inspiration for you and your team to bring together this idea of having a research journal put out by the medical students? Um, so we, this past summer, I'm a third year medical student, this past summer we were studying for our board exam, um, step one, in the middle of the pandemic, and my co-founder, Alexandra Canciobello, um, she was flipping through the pages of First Aid, which is the book we used to study, and she decided to productively distract herself by looking into the authors of it, uh, many of whom are medical students like us, and she saw that at their institutions, they were a part of research journals like the one that we have now created here. So she texted me, she was like, do you think we can do this here? And I was like, you know what, why not? Um, we've been studying together since first year, so I knew we'd work well, and we just felt like there's such great work going on here that we should definitely have a digest that um, catalogs all of it. And where did you go to undergrad? I went to the University of Maryland, College Park. Okay. Pretty and, local. Uh, and where are you from originally? Um, so, originally, I was born in India, okay. um, in North India. I lived there until I was six, and then um, my parents and I emigrated here, and we lived in Baltimore City, then Baltimore County, then Boston, then here in Bethesda. So, I've moved around a lot, but um, I'm definitely still very Indian at heart, but um, recently I became a citizen too, so. Okay, congrats. Now, I, I came to Howard because I have sickle cell anemia, and my research in medical school actually was uh, around sickle cell. And it, it was one of, I, I think, most, one of the most important things that I got to participate in. When you look at your long-term career goals and so on, where do you see research fitting in, and, and what are your long-term goals in terms of career? Uh, that's a really great question, something okay. I'm asking myself every day now as I approach fourth year um, and applying to residency. I'm halfway through my third year, and right now I think I want to pursue surgery, much like you. Okay. Um, I'm keeping my mind open, but I think surgery really uh, has a really great way of applying technical, the technical side of medicine in the OR and also um, clinical practice. and. I feel like research is an amazing driving force of surgery and all different kinds of research. So now when I look into residency programs, I really try to see how much their students are going to be involved in research. And I notice some of them even have whole years dedicated to research. Um, so I think it's going to be a huge part of my life going ahead. Excellent. So, so Lauren, for undergrad students, I think you know getting exposed to research Sometimes we think of science as you are heavily involved in, but this particular journal, you are very interested in looking more broadly. You, you mentioned the interdisciplinary nature and uh, some of the areas that we don't always naturally think of um, in terms of publishing research, you've reached out to those areas. Why don't you tell us a bit about what you foresee in terms of the interdisciplinary nature of what you're pursuing? Definitely. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm heavily rooted in the science, as is my co-founder and co-editor-in-chief, Alexandra. Um, however, we really wanted to recognize that 
research is not strictly a scientific discipline. There's research done across so many ranges, and we really wanted to bring that to light as the whole idea with this journal was to highlight student research and student endeavors. So the goal that we were trying to do is um, reach out to as many students as possible for as many different backgrounds, so then people can really have a framework for how other disciplines react. How difficult uh, has it been to get submissions? So that is one thing that we have been struggling with um, because I think this is our inaugural year. And so we have received submissions, of course, from a lot of students within the College of Arts and Sciences. It is, I guess, our home base, you might call it. However, we've been trying to branch out beyond that. So we've been lucky enough to work with SOC um, and get some, some submissions from them as well. However, we have not tapped into SOB students or the fine arts students or even the um, uh, College of Engineering and Architecture, we haven't tapped into those students as well. So that's really what our goal is, um, seeing as this is our second semester on campus, is trying to increase the submissions from those other disciplines for our next publication um, that we're hoping to put out uh, in the fall, uh, since we're looking for submissions right now for them. Excellent. And I guess, Trisha, um, when, when I look at um, the medical school, you have a limited number of medical students who always seem to be extremely busy. Uh, how is it going in terms of getting submissions uh, from the medical students? And is it only limited to the medical students, or are you looking at uh, other disciplines as well? Yeah, so what we tried to do was bridge our experience in our preclinical years with the staff at the College of Medicine, some of our basic science professors, and um, in our clinical years with the staff at the hospital. So we actually got submissions from um, molecular biologists, histologists, and also surgeons and um, orthopedic surgeons too. So some of it is research solely done by the faculty and others are projects done by uh, students involved in specific research groups like urology. So it's a very diverse group that we got and we're really thrilled to be able to show all of that. Okay. Are you considering expanding it to other students, like in the dental school, et cetera? That would be really great, actually, because medicine itself is so interdisciplinary. Mm -hmm. So that's a great idea. We'll definitely keep that in mind. All right. I'm going to take credit for that, Lauren. You <laughs> hit it right here. We, we have a tape. No, no Lauren, um, last summer, obviously, we had a reckoning in our society around systemic racism. And one of the things that's obvious uh, to me is that we have to put more data out so that people can be aware. We don't need to have people killed or murdered um, and caught in video for our society to gain some type of, or, or to have our consciousness, as it were, awoken. Um, what types of things it, have you seen research do in terms of good, in terms of highlighting issues and potentially uh, solving problems around it? Of course. So I think the research has so many applications. And as you've mentioned, it can be vital in terms of finding statistics about some of the disparities that communities of color face, people of color face in comparison to their white counterparts, and also finding how there's some sort of bias, uh, an implicit bias that people hold, uh, especially for people within the police force who might have a bias that they might not recognize, and having increased training. So I think that research definitely has the ability to help with the systemic racism component that you're mentioning because it can teach uh, people in government or teach people who are just everyday laymen, if you will, um, about some of the things that are already occurring in society that they might not be aware of. And then that can then be used to really go after change and how to change a system to make it more uh, some more face forward for equality. Uh, you know, as we wrap up, um, you're a junior. Um, you, you're heading into your senior year. There are going to be young people listening to this who are trying to make the decision you made. 
looking at whether they have to write a research thesis or not. Uh, what's your advice for why Howard and, and why uh, a young undergrad applicant uh, to the university should be coming here? Why Howard is the question of all, but I think one thing that Howard can definitely uh, tell you is that it has stellar academics. It has a great connection within the city of DC that the location is unparalleled. Um, you're in so many, you're in such close proximity with a bunch of governments, um, which I mean, as I mentioned, is why I got such a great internship. Uh, also, the career services aspect, even um, connecting students with so many opportunities. I've gotten two internships through the career fair, so that's something that students might want to look at. And then I think. Lastly, always, it's the social aspect, is when you come to Howard, you realize that there's so many different uh, definitions to what it means to be Black, African American, a person of color. There's, it's just a range. And so at Howard, you can really explore that further. Um, and I know, once again, one other uh, tie that I found, if people, students are interested in STEM, for instance, is the Karshtim Scholars Program. It's a great opportunity, your scholarship enabled through it, um, and you can just have a cohort of people to meet and be around, which is also very helpful. So I think it's a multitude of reasons as to why Howard, uh, and it's just every student's personal choice, but I would highly suggest it for undergrad. Uh, what about you, Trisha? You, you're now at, uh, been at Howard's um medical school for three years. Uh, why Howard? Um, that's a great question. So when I came in, I came to Howard because I want to be a culturally, com culturally competent doctor. As an immigrant myself, it's really important for me to be able to treat that population and to be aware of different immigrant populations and people of different backgrounds. And coming to Howard, I knew that my class would be diverse. Um, being a student here, I understand now how warm that feels. Um, I just feel like I can be myself. And in an environment that's so stressful like medical school, it is so important to be able to feel like you're a part of a family. Um, people who you can really rely on and people who just really humble you. Um, whether it's my peers, my faculty, um, you know, some of our like counselors first year, they've really brought me to where I am. And I don't think I could have had this experience anywhere else. So. I don't know, it sounds cheesy, but I genuinely feel it. And I don't think many medical students can say that. Well, obviously we've had a lot to celebrate um, in early 2021 with the inauguration of uh, VP uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, but one of the things that I love about Howard is, because, is that it continues to reinvent itself. And I think everybody could uh, agree with me that between Lauren and uh, Trisha, uh, our future is secure. So thanks for being here. My guests today were Lauren Bush, Editor-in-Chief of the Howard University Undergraduate Research Journal, and Trisha Lal, Co-Founder of Howard University College of Medicine Research Digest. I'm Dr. Wayne Frederick. Please join me next time on The Journey. <laughs>